I don't know if I should be doing that loudly, Vic Henley. I'm in the backyard at Vic Henley's apartment on the Upper East Side in New York City on a crisp fall evening. But it's 60 degrees, man. Uh, I, I gave oh, sorry, you your own mic. I, I didn't realize that. I, yeah, you're not used to like. I'm not. This is a. Fan, you went double fancy on the setup. I, I was like, you know what? I've I've been doing this long enough. I think I'm going to give Vic his own microphone. Wow. I feel, feel like feel? Anthony now. <laughs> <laughs> After all these years, I finally you got hate my black mic. people. <laughs> I mean, oh, no, no. Hey, hey, oh. Oh, hey, oh, we just kidding. <laughs> just I like, kidding. I like an opening hand grenade. <laughs> it's always good. I I uh I love it back here, man. I I miss. I had an apartment in New York City where we did have outdoor space like this. Nothing beats it. I have electric and water, so yeah, I can actually come out of here and sit here and have morning coffee outside beautiful but in between now uh, you know you might get a, you might get a little pigeon shit yeah, on you every I now and then we're kind of not like, really we've killed most of them what do you mean you killed most of the pigeons they well we had a bad problem a few years ago in between the buildings you can't see over there but yeah uh somebody that traveled a lot let them put a nest under their uh, window unit that okay. stuck out now once they make the nest they're coming back for 100 years yes and she's gone and we're touching base with email and phone we can't you know, get them out, and they're babies, and they're out there screeching. <laughs> and the president of the co-op lives next door, and he goes, and everybody's mad. And they started trying to figure out, should they put up the spikes? Right. Do you do the fake owls? Yeah. Uh, I'm like, I got a BB pistol. And so I'm already on the roof uh, coming down the fire screen. I'm going to shoot them. Nestled in pretty good, so it's ricocheting off the island. Ding, 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 ding. You were shooting pigeons <laughs> in New York City? I'm trying to. Uh, off my roof, when I, <laughs> and I was over my first fifteen shots. I said, yeah. "Let me go let Judd in." Hang on, but I'll, my my neighbor calls me. He goes, "Okay, I know what you're doing because we've talked about this." But yeah. there's a thousand buildings around us that could call the police right now and go, "There's a man on a roof with a pistol." <laughs> oh my God, you're crazy! And I, and I went, "Oh, I never thought of that." Yeah, of course, because <laughs> it was a BB pistol. It was oh, you still have that southern in you. Well, I love anyway, it. You then, be- I, then I scaled down the fire scrape and took a broom handle and raked the nest out. Yeah, and then beat the babies to death. And then the parents came back later that day. And then uh, we, I shot them with the pistol. And then they're all gone. There's like. There's only one tree left where they could sit here and poop on us, and so you, you beat baby pigeons. Absolutely, to death? they're vermin. They're what do you mean they're vermin? They're vermin. Well, unless you want to make pate out of them, but hang on. <laughs> All right, hang on. Let me let Judd in. He's he's been on a beer run for you for twenty minutes. I hang understand. On. I wanted on. one beer right. and it became a thing. It did because you beat I know. Uh, and Judd is uh, Vic Henley's neighbor. But anyway, in there, hey, you can enjoy a New York City siren as Vic Henley lets Judd in. Podcast noises. I'm kind of creeped out that Vic Henley just admitted that he beat baby pigeons to death after uh, trying to shoot them from the roof of his building with a BB gun. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't kill anything. What's up, Judd? What's up? We're in the middle of podcasting, man. Right, and Vic nice. Henley just told a horrific story about killing baby pigeons. I don't think you could kill anything with the with the word baby in front of it, Vic. Okay. I'm, I'm very... I'm, baby I'm, cobras. Uh, baby cobras. Baby anaconda. Baby nope, anything. No. Nope, dead, dead, nope. dead, dead, dead. I mean, I felt very guilty when I was trying to get mice out of my apartment when I was infested. No. And uh, they got stuck on the glue traps. Yeah. I, I pretty much broke down in tears. It was so damn depressing. And you're out here beating baby pigeons. Well, if we want to stick with... I think I've told this story to you before. Yeah. Speaking of the glue trap, my, my first apartment by myself, yeah. I had a mouse. 
and I've been there about a year, and I'm watching football on Sunday, and he comes out of the closet, he runs right along the wall, yeah. and he dives in the box uh, yeah. of the air conditioning. You know, everybody's got a window sure. unit, unless you're, you know, yeah. rich like you. So, <laughs> so he's disappearing, and I'm sitting there, and I'm so lazy, I watch him all Sunday run back, and he stays right against the wall. And the closet is sealed off. I'm telling you, Houdini couldn't have got out of this closet. Right. So after about the fourth run, I take everything out of the closet. There's not a crack there. I mean, it is pristinely sealed, and he ain't in there. Yeah. And so I go, well, I'll go get a glue trap. So I put it on his path and went to bed about 3 o'clock in the morning. I heard, eep, 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 eep. <laughs> and I went out there and turned the light on. There he is. And I'm like, I was so happy. <laughs> I brought him straight up to I-11. And I'm like, you motherfucker, you're about to fucking die. Wow. And um, then I went over and I opened the window. Yeah. I lived above. I was three floors up. But there was a restaurant that had a big roof garden in the back. I, I really wanted to throw him out the window gently and hoped he would drift down and land with the glue trap flat. Yeah. And then I was going to watch him out the window die over the next three or four days. Oh and then Because I knew bad weather was coming. I right. knew. And every day I'd wake up. I'd get my coffee going. I watched it turn into just a rotting bone carcass. Oh <laughs> And it made me so happy. That makes you happy? Well, because he taunted me for like a month. Yeah, I thought- it, was, it was on for a month. And I know it's a mouse, and I know it doesn't matter. But I, first of all, I was just happy that, I'm like, that I helicoptered him down gently. Yeah. Yeah. Then he lands, and like, then well, I'd leave town, I'd come back, and it was just a little mini dinosaur mouse bone exhibit. That was, that was what was <laughs> so left? Great. It's so that funny. so great. This reminds me of a few things, Vic Henley. So <laughs> one of Dennis Leary's bits that he stole from Bill Hicks <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. Um, Depends on which one. Because you said it was just a mouse and it doesn't matter. And Dennis Leary has Certainly. that famous bit about we only save the cute animals. Ah. Right? Sure. So, but Not to in you, this case. They're all vermin. But if you're you, vermin, you're vermin. You're on the level. You're on the tree of vermin. Yeah. But, I don't care if you're a deer or a snake. Yeah. <laughs> Some snakes are helpers. I'll switch it. Yes, they are. <laughs> uh, yeah, but after that horrific killing baby pigeon story, I, I was thinking you were going to go somewhere else with the mouse like it became your pet. No. Because I had one mouse. what you're thinking of the sugar gliders there is well yeah of course that's the exception to the rule of course but but i had a mouse in my apartment and and my first thought was i'm going to keep it as a pet Mm -mm. my thought wasn't to to kill the thing Uh until i realized i was infested and then you know all bets were off now you know now we have to play out this war in my apartment now my neighbor kathleen who has a phd is a professor at columbia she always tells me that if it's better to have mice than rats because they don't live together. Yeah, if I know. You, if you, I didn't know that one. I heard she, that. You know, she's the one, and then, uh, yes, right. Mm-hmm. Now, my mice thing goes back to, again, I'm sure I've told you this. The original mouse story is we had one in our house when I was a kid. And so Mike and Terry are gone, so I'm probably about nine. Yeah. No, no, I'm probably ten. It doesn't matter. But um, And we see him just like the one in my story, and it's just it's driving my mother insane. And she said the glue trap didn't exist back then, so she's setting up the old school traps everywhere, and she's listening, and she finally... He made a mistake, and he got trapped in the air vent that's above the stove. Right. You know where you turn the fan yeah, on. Of course, there's like a little tube thing. Of course. And um, I thought I told you this. No, word. I haven't. Okay, heard so this one. no, so <laughs> she hears him just like my story. It's the middle of the night. It's just me and her. Yeah. And she goes, "Oh my God!" She's been after him for three weeks, just like me. And so she goes, "Get a pillowcase." And uh, go from the back, from the things that are rag. Go to the rag yeah. pile and get something she's about to throw away. So I grab this old pillowcase. And I walk in the kitchen. We got all the lights on. She's got a screwdriver. She's taking the fan apart. Yeah. And she's making me hold the pillowcase 
beneath it. She goes, now look, when this screw falls out, the, the unit's going to fall into the pillowcase, and so will the, the mouse, yeah. and he can't climb it because it's cloth. Sure. And so, sure, click, last screw, bang, there he is, now we got him. She reaches right down in there, pulls out the piece, and puts the screw back that goes with the stove. Yeah. And he's in there, and he's scrambling, and he's scrambling, and I'm, like, I'm looking at him, and he's just adorable. He's <laughs> just a little mouse. <laughs> and so here we go outside, she doesn't say a word. And so, so I'm just watching, she walks straight to the front door, unlocks everything, goes outside, our garbage can's right there at the end of the driveway. Yeah. I'm just traipsing along behind her. And I think, I, at one point, I'm, I really believe she's going to turn him loose in the yard. Or yeah, do something. sure. No, no, right when you get close to the garbage can, she winds up the pillowcase three times whack right on this concrete big blood splat another whack like opens up the garbage can and drops him in I'm like, all right let's go to bed problem solved don't come into my house mousing around you guys are a violent family <laughs> well at, at this point we got to say hi to judd who's vic henley's uh neighbor what's up judd what's up brother hey, how, are you? how are you good thanks for the modello by the way i appreciate sure, it not yeah. a problem i uh can you relate to what uh, vic was saying well, I think it's kind of funny. The the smashing the mouse with the pillowcase is way more humane than what Vic did with the mouse trap. <laughs> he was more into the long, elongated death. Right. I mean, shit, in college, man, I, at A&M, I had just like a crappy house with rats everywhere. It was a constant thing. Yeah. You know, so I I, I just dealt with all the rats and yeah. replastered all the right, shit. And right. all that. But I mean, they were mammals. I mean, these were large, large animals. Uh, ran in between my feet when I was standing in the kitchen one day. Oh yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, rat, rats are scary. My my brother lived kind of up uh, in this area, Vic, a, a little further north, when he first got out of college, and he was sharing one of those shitty apartments with, with three or four other guys. It was only a one bedroom, and uh, they were tough rugby guys, and they were infested with rats. And my brother would tell the stories where they would come home from the bars and then go to battle with the rats. And, and, and it, turned to a, it turned into a sport for these guys. They would break out the frying pans or whatever. They get baseball bats. And they were really into hunting rats in their one-bedroom apartment. I, I had a thing where one of the rats, <laughs> one of the rats that I caught. No, I got 80 of these. I got 800 <laughs> of these. Trust me. One of the rats that I caught on a glue trap there, it was like the glue trap wasn't big enough. So it was like full on alive and just stuck. Well, my, I had a big, like, rubberized water dish for my dog in the backyard. I was like, fuck, I'm just going to drown the fuck. Oh, nice. And I turned it upside down. Nice. And it's, like, thrashing. And then I'm like, oh, shit. And my dog's just looking the whole time. <laughs> He's, like, in his water bowl. But then right. I just, like, put my hand on it. And I'm like, Shh, go to sleep. Right. Go to sleep. But yeah, you yeah. turned his food, yeah, his water like, bowl into the gas chamber. The whole time. <laughs> like, yeah, shit. That was a constant thing. My brother Mike had been kicked out of every apartment complex uh, on Valley Avenue in Birmingham, Alabama. He said his ninth one because he was always just fudging on the rent and getting kicked out. And so yeah. Now he's down at the worst one ever. But he still, because they've let him in somehow, he says they're going to have a big pool party, barbecue and everything. So they've invited the whole crew down, go to the thing, bought a bunch of food, came back, everybody's drinking, splashing, carrying on, having a great time. They realize they're out of bun. They got everything, but they don't have the buns. Yeah. And so all the food's put away. He's like, oh, my God. So he sends so-and-so to the store, come back. They're all in there dancing around, carrying on. An hour or so goes by. 
And uh, he was, well, I guess we ought to get the grill going and make some of this food, you know. So they go back in. And when the dude went back and got the buns, he didn't put them in the fridge or nothing. He just walked down and laid them there on the kitchen table. But I mean, like, you know, three 18 packs. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, because yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. there's 40 people. It's going to be a big, you know. All of them have been torn into and not little mouse nibbles. Like like a dog got on the table and ripped giant baseball size holes in every one of these. And there's rat shit all over everything. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they call it exterminators. The guy comes over there. My brother loves telling this story. Classic Mike Henley. He goes, he'll be the guy, guy, you know, coveralls, the whole thing, with his canister of death on his back, <laughs> right, right. You know, all kinds of traps in a van, Orkin. It was Orkin. Well, all I can tell you is a rodent that's capable of biting uh, this big of a hole and uh, getting to this up on the... These rodents can lick six feet in the air and bite a human being on the face. <laughs> I don't know if I'd continue with your barbecue. <laughs> All I know is a rodent this large is capable of jumping. <laughs> so now they're like, everybody out. <laughs> right, right, of course. Party's over. Party's over. <laughs> they had to go two apartments down and stay with somebody else while they came in there and tried to yeah. fumigate nitrogen bomb them. Oh, you my know. God. I, I, I can't kill things. And you know I'm a big fisherman. Sure. Well, the catch and release is cool. I yeah, but my, I mean, my brother Mike is the same guy. Mike's a fisherman, and unless you're going to eat, and if you yeah. eat it, they're delicious. But, but then yeah, I feel bad it. when I get a keeper, and I'm like, "Fuck, man! I, I I'm sorry well, that you're okay. over 28 inches." Sure. And and I always uh, bring him to my neighbor because he don't give a fuck. Well, sure. I don't fillet my own fish. I don't, I I don't gut them. I I do nothing because I can't do it. When you've ever done, have you ever done it? Uh, when I was a kid, yeah. Yeah, me too. And I when I was a kid, I knew how to do it. But now that I'm older, I I I know fish. You know, they don't have eyebrows and they don't blink <laughs> None of that. but you still look into their Whatever. fish eyes and you do see like <laughs> cold, life dead fish eyes <laughs> you see like life. a doll's eye <laughs> right, right, right. like a doll's eye but my my <laughs> fishing buddy out there arnie i'll give him a little plug he likes uh he likes when i talk to talk about him on the podcast he has no problem he's a lot older than us and he'll 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 slice the striped bass so it starts bleeding out and then in front of everybody you don't give a fuck who's around if it's kids or whatever he'll pull the gills Right out of the fish, it goes. I'm doing that so it doesn't suffer. I'm like what? What? <laughs> so it's not. He's right. Okay. I'm, it's, it's no, not, he's yanking it's not, the it's gills. Not, he's he's not cleaning a dead fish. This is how he starts to clean the. Yeah, dead he's fish. trying to kill it goes, as fast as possible by ripping it. gills out of the fish. It. So let's just take and, the lungs right out. Yeah, and other fishermen will tell you that is a good way to do it, but mm-hmm. I, it's horrific to watch, to say yeah. the least. Clean it a regular fish is horrific to watch yeah. sometimes, I, I think. I can't imagine this. I'm embarrassed to tell you this one. Uh-oh. I don't even like killing bugs. Well, okay. I don't like killing bugs Depends unless I have to. Depends on what kind of bug. Well, it's usually- Roaches, flies. All that. A spider. I'll kill a roach and a fly. I'll let a spider go. What's the difference? Because uh, uh, it's first of all, it's not an insect; it's an arachnid. <laughs> right, fair enough. <laughs> I forgot you. If you're cool enough to be in your own group, I'm going to give you future, special consideration. Future Jeopardy, you. future Jeopardy champion. <laughs> if you're just, if you're just you, okay, I'll give you your uniqueness, and we'll consider. If you're a poisonous spider, maybe cockroaches are creepy. You got though. to. Yeah, cockroaches to. are yeah, fucking to. creepy when you see them, but. Yeah, my wife's always like she's freaked out about bugs, and I'm like, oh man. And then I try to catch, I try to catch and release spiders. I'm, nah. I'm a well, that's okay. That's okay. You, you think? That. Yeah, that's not bad. I've know. heard of that before. Yeah, I also like when the person um, 
when the person that's so scared finally does it and they got one trapped in the corner and you got the whole can of bug spray yeah and you sprayed so much on it it was like it's floating it's literally like i believe you got it i think <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> once you got it trapped in the corner right. it was all you need and you, he's, now he's doing the backstroke and poison right. it's not time <laughs> did, did i ever tell you the bat story oh yeah i think oh my god hang on that's Hang on, we got Judd trapped or something. All right. I've got a bad story from a college campus. Yeah, uh, that comes back to two years later. Same bat came to see me again. <laughs> How do you know it was the same bat? He brought a friend. <laughs> okay, that's the teaser. Do we have to get Judd that's, again? I guess so. Oh, I don't know. He's going. I'm telling you, he went somewhere. Right? All right. All right. Vic Henley's going to get Judd. Judd was just here. He brought me a Modelo, and uh, then he took off again. And now Vic had to jump up to get uh, Judd. Judd's becoming very problematic as far as this podcast goes. And oh, you you went and got your own microphone? That's what I told you. I said I got a microphone. Oh, all right. What? This Judd is very problematic. Man. Whatever. <laughs> he is. So I gotta explain. Uh, I, I'm in Vic Henley's backyard, as you know. We established that with the killing of the baby pigeons and everything else. And Judd went to the, the corner to get a beer because I needed one beer, but I didn't need it that bad. And he came back with a Modelo, which was nice. Then he tells a cute little story. Then all of a sudden he gets up, and we don't know where he went. He did No, you gave me some kind of, like, sign, and I just agreed with whatever you, hand signal you were giving me. I didn't know what it meant, though. And then next thing you know, Vic goes, that's Judd again. He gets up. And it turns out that Judd's like, fuck this, I'm getting my own microphone. <laughs> so he's got his own microphone because I only brought two because I thought it was just going to be me and uh, me and Vic. Right. Where were we? All right, so I got a bat, bat story. story. This goes back many, many, many years. I was living in Huntington, Long Island, and I was uh, with my ex at the time, and things weren't going that well. So I started like sleeping on the couch. Ooh. And I also started pleasuring myself on the couch. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? <laughs> And, you know, to pleasure myself, I uh, I would put some porn on the TV. Okay. Because it, it was before you could get so much porn on your phone. Right. So you had to go and on the TV. The, the porn on the phone was just beginning, but barely. Right? So right. you had to go back to the TV. You had to go old school. <laughs> so I'm watching porn, and I'm taking care of myself, and... I, she obviously was tiptoeing to see what the fuck I was up to because I had no time. No time. So I quickly was able to cover up my boner and turn the TV really quickly, and it landed on NASCAR. <laughs> and she looked at me. She looked at me. Vroom, vroom. <laughs> vroom, vroom. She looked at me. She could see the blank. It was a little weird. And then she looked at the TV. She knows I don't watch NASCAR. Okay. Turned back to me and said, you pig. And, oh. and walked out. And walked out. <laughs> she knew you just clicked over. <laughs> yeah. she, Sherlock Holmes of just. She put it, it, it could mean, only be that. Wow, way to go, Einstein. You figured that one out. Yes. Yes. I thought I, she was going to think that you really had a queer thing for NASCAR. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, turn left. Tailpipe. Turn left. Tailpipe. I love oh, Dale Jr. Oh, Dale Jr. Oh, oh, my God. Oh. Somebody please pit stop. I love you, Dale. <laughs> so Kale Yarbro me. So the same house that was really good. with the that same was girl. I'm on the couch again. Different <laughs> night. And all of a sudden I'm sleeping on the couch and I feel a presence in the room above me. Okay? And I just I, I couldn't figure out what it was. It was really dark. And I slept and like, what the fuck? it's just your imagination. I wake up in the morning to see a bat in the corner of the room. 
So obviously, what I saw above me on the he was uh, just uh, <laughs> he was just circling right, like NASCAR. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah, taking true. his left turns. <laughs> so I'm like, fuck! I got to get this bat out of my house. So I went old school uh, fire extinguisher. Ooh. Thinking this can't be that bad, right? But it was one of those powder fire extinguishers that the turns phone. everything fucking white. Yeah. And I completely destroyed my house trying to get this. <laughs> <laughs> well, cause I, I, no, I read somewhere if you use a fire extinguisher, it will, it'll stun them. And then you'll get a chance. Then you're supposed to take a pillowcase or a towel and get him out of the house. But this thing wasn't getting stunned by my fire extinguisher (laughs) and the powder. So like like a movie, I was just destroying my house trying to trying to stun this damn bat to get him out of the the apartment. There's a lot of those. There's just like even if it's an insect, there's a million stories of somebody knocking drywall. (laughs) (laughs) They they thought they like finally narrowed that cockroach down in the middle of the wall, and they got a hammer or a shoe, and it's just too. Yeah. And, and now, you and know, they, and massive hole in the drywall yeah, and well, still cockroaches. Oh, my God. I, I haven't seen Vic since uh, Pig Beach, which was uh, oh, a man. damn good time. Ooh, I ate so much food. That was so good. I was too busy podcasting. I didn't eat one fucking bite. I was with That's you for a second, and everybody kept elbowing me out. And I'm like, hey, really? Okay, I don't need to talk anymore. I talked too much already. Let me go have another uh, pork slider or yeah. three kinds of wings or a hamburger. Isidori made like... 500 hamburgers in one day. Oh, I know. Everyone was enjoying was the food. Crazy. I was just trying to capture as much of uh, sure. the memorial as possible I never for knew our that pal Carl. Mom. I never knew that was his mom. I talked to George for yeah. a second, but th- that was his mom. Yeah, that was his mom. That was Carl's mom. What's her who, name? Who brought the house down. Uh, I don't know. I just called her Carl's mom the whole time. Okay, well, fair enough. That's but that's good. what I do with my friend's that's moms. Perfect. Sure. I just, you know, I call them. No, uh, no, that's cool, right. I would call your mom Vic's mom. You know, uh, my friend, uh, my older brother Terry's one of his, his one of his teammates, James Owens, his wife's name's Gloria. And since I was seven till not 50 years, hey, Terry's brother. My mom's name's Gloria, too. Because yeah, right. I always tease him about being the two Glories. And she, just, I saw her a year ago, hey, Terry's brother. <laughs> still, <laughs> go, hey, still to this day. But I'm kind of glad the memorials are over. Oh, buddy, me too, man. I'm kind of glad. I mean, I'm, it's time to let our, our friend go and and uh, allow it to become something else. As, Into the mystic, as Van Morrison. <laughs> Into the mystic. Very <laughs> good. Yeah. Say, yes. Because uh, Carl dies on September 21st. 21st, yeah. And I knew that you were in the same boat as me. We knew this was not going to be a quick one, that we had a lot to do. Oh, to, true. We had a lot to accomplish. Yes. And you did lot. better than I did. You, I was, no, I had gigs. Well, I had gigs that were already on the books, and there were certain no, things stop, I couldn't do. You know, stop. But still. But I'm just kind of glad that uh, Pig Beach was the final one. It was everything from Miami. Then it was Gebhardt's. Then it was La Cubana. Yeah. Then it was California. Coast, right? And then it was Brooklyn. Yes. All absolutely. for one fucking That's guy. That's true. Right. <laughs> well, I, I mean, obviously. People are still going to randomly run, bring shit up. I hope so, anyway. Oh, no, of course. That's yeah. what we hope. But, but I, the giant wake again and again and again. Dude, and again. like, I mean, I I thought I had all the crying done. Yeah. And then you're in Brooklyn. And then you see people oh, for the man. first time. And then you're like, yeah. fuck, I got to go backwards again. Right. I know. I, I know that sounds very selfish. No. But. You know, well, selfish a, person. Yeah, okay. I'll go back I, and play. I'll play it sober this time. Yeah. The video of me doing this to you drunk is absolutely hilarious. Oh, I, love that. I know. Oh, I Angry Vic. That. It's bad. It's really fine. bad. It's Angry Vic is my favorite. <laughs> you, you, you captured the Vic on point. Like it's, it's at that time of night, that right. it might be that. Yeah, you captured it perfectly. I was at that dive bar, and he had a Christmas party or something, and he <laughs> met me and Carl, and uh, we were doing Facebook Live back then, and he came in with a with a machine gun. Oh, yeah. He looked at us. 
us like we were baby pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> Living underneath an air conditioner. <laughs> right. Illegally oh my, in my oh, co-op. Oh, my God. Well, see? Well, I'm uh, hanging out with celebrities. <laughs> David Brenner just died. Yeah, we know David Brenner. I don't care. Fuck him. Right. Yeah. Good answer. You didn't think he was funny? <laughs> That's his act. We just did his act. We just did his act. Big girl. People are saying Vic sounds tipsy. Oh, I'm hammered. Are you kidding me? Kevin Brennan really believed that he was working at a car wash. I love Kevin Brennan. So he's like, hey, Opie's working at a car wash. I'm like, no, he's not. I couldn't believe they were taking all that shit so seriously. Well, you're not a good we person. We were literally... You're not a good person. You're not a good person. You've never been a good person. I can call 11 people right now on my phone. Absolutely. Maybe. He got you. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Because every now and then I go... I'm sorry if that was too mean. He's like, nothing too mean. He's the first person to tell you. Point guard. Point guard extraordinaire. Yeah, he is the best. No, he would actually, you know, if, 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 if Nobody runs I ever like had it down where we're not filming somebody in the bathroom. <laughs> and uh, I was taking biology in high school, and the teacher comes up to me and goes, What's biology in high school in Alabama? Is it just a it means, uh, no, it means, yeah, don't fuck your sister. <laughs> Celine Dion. Celine Dion is what about uh, Alanis, uh, Alanis Morissette? She's a pile of shit. She's a pile of shit. Celine Dion's a pile of shit. Fucking pillow. She no, sang the best song in the Titanic. The Titanic awful. is the best movie ever. She's the worst fuck. She may be the worst candidate ever. Why? Why? Gave her husband Why? cancer. You know that, right? Because there's no lyricism. There's no writing. There's no. And I don't even. And I'll give her the voice. But I. Her voice put the, is incredible. I'll put the fucking. Well, then we get the voice of the voice. <laughs> we don't fucking need that. And I got fired uh, over it. So they're like, well, you're no, an asshole. So everybody we, knows we that. really if you're leaving the door open, I'm taking it. If you're leaving the door open, I'm taking it. I love. I'm not giving ang up. Angry bitch. That's not isn't angry. Full of fat. I love you. In the meantime, Carl's coming to my house for dinner tomorrow night. <laughs> what is that about? And you're not invited. <laughs> angry bitch. <laughs> what are you talking? You just made that up. I, of course. I'm not, I'm not even home tomorrow. <laughs> Ah. I missed you, man. I really did. Hey, fuck. I wish I could say the same about you, too. <laughs> <laughs> this works. This works. Ah! There Whoa. you go, loser. <laughs> I kind of miss no, I'll give you. I'm going to give you the... I'm no, I'm not, I'm not bad. I'm not a bad person. I don't know. So, we don't know sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> then fuck both of you.
And I like that. I like that you like uh, sessions. Oh man, I got to give credit. Well, you to, gave me yeah. Tell, no, tell no, I got to give credit to Matt Farah from the Smoking Tire. That's who brought it up. He knows I'm a music guy, not like you. Vic Henley is the no, king. No. no, in our group, you're the king. Uh, no one comes close to your music knowledge. But it's called Sessions. I forgot his fucking name. But basically, they take the individual tracks of a lot of great songs that you know and breaks it down. He starts with the drums. This is the drums from Been Caught Stealing, let's say, from okay, Jane's Addiction. Right. And he plays the whole drum track and, and kind of yeah, isolated. It, oh, nice. Isolated. Okay. Kind of yeah. kind of takes you through what kind of beat they're doing and, and, and this and that and really breaks it down. And then he's like, okay, now this is the bass line. You hear the whole bass line. That's it from Jane's Addiction. And then he's like, all right, let's put the bass and the drums together. And, and then you get to hear, you know, those two working and off each other. And then he's like, okay, now we're going to add the guitar. Uh, but first it's isolated. And then you hear the guitar, which sounds nothing like when you hear the song. Right. That's what's yeah. so weird about yeah, when yeah. they put these things together. And then finally, he tells a little story about the dog, you know, uh, and been caught stealing. Mm-hmm. It starts with the dog bark. Arr, 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 it right. turns out that's Perry uh, Farrell. It was Perry Farrell's dog. Perry Farrell's uh, dog that he just happened to bring to the studio that day and it was barking. And they're like, I love. We got to get this in. Yeah, I love the, yeah. the behind the scenes stuff. Absolutely. You, you think they plan stuff like this, and it turns out, no, the dog's in the studio barking yeah. its ass off. They're like, ah, let's put it on tape. It's, and then they add it in the song, and it works perfectly, oh, obviously. Awesome. It's a Christian James Hand. Oh, thank you. Is yes. the guy's name. Christian James Hand. Yes. And it's like pop up video on triple steroids. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> I bet that's cool once, it, once they finally get No, the, it's sweet. It really is. It's, it's amazing. Dude, no, it yeah. is. He on, dropped this on me, and I'm, I'm like, oh, my God. And then Perry Farrell. Uh, vocal track isolated and you're like what the fuck this guy could sing and then they put it all together and now you're really that's pumped cool. to hear the whole song but when you hear the individual tracks you're like you can't believe that's the, that's from the song no, some of it doesn't even some yes. of it sounds like a completely different song well you know it's like that Gomer Powell episode <laughs> what, I, I'm lost help me out <laughs> sorry I snorted myself there's a there's a Gomer Powell episode where he joins the Marine Corps band yeah and he's playing the tuba and so you know and he's all happy and he's excited and they're going to do a big concert in march and play these you know patriotic marching songs right. and and uh gomer Powell's telling sergeant carter and he's like so happy and he goes well play me some of it what does it sound like you know so he runs and gets his tuba and he comes back and he's so excited and he goes, <laughs> 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 when he does this for like right. too long and sergeant carter's like that's it that's it that's all you got <laughs> and, then, and gomer goes well while i'm doing this he goes everybody else is going that kind of explains sessions perfectly that's funny and are we saying Perry's uh, last name wrong is it Perry Farrell Perry Farrell I always probably I always said Farrell I always said Farrell I never but it's probably it's two R's and two L's do you remember what his original name is and he's from Queens New York no Fuck, oh, we this might is have to look good. it up. Come on. It, it's a Jewish name. I'll never oh. get it. I'll never get it. It's okay. his original name. Israel Rabinowitz. <laughs> his original name. Look it up for real. It's, okay, I it's will. fucking insane. Hiram. And then he, he changed it <laughs> to Perry Farrell as in peripheral. Oh. oh. <laughs> He's working off the name peripheral. Uh, I, like I, learned, it. I learned that from Sessions as well. Oh, I did. I remember. You're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Lemmy, the, the Lemmy. Well, oh, the Motorhead one? Yes. That was the one I didn't want to uh, do because I'm not a huge Motorhead fan, although I love Ace of Spades. Sure. And that breakdown was really cool, too, man. Man, I'm going to have to check that out. That sounds it, cool. Really, really cool. Actually, I'm going to find uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find Lemmy's isolated vocals on Ace of Spades. you got to hear this. Well, what sure, I was going to tell you earlier. For him to think he was actually a singer. Right. Is, <laughs> but, but, you know. 
I'm but not. When you no, put it all together. Yeah, none know, of us uh, are going to question it because Motorhead was, uh, you know, obviously a huge. But Peretz Bernstein. Peretz. Peretz. P e r e t z. Born Peretz Bernstein. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> <laughs> is that an amazing original that's name? A, that's crazy. Good. Or is it Peretz? Well, that's where the Perry came from. It could <laughs> I, be Peretz. I don't know. I'm not up on my. I bet you. I bet you his parents were pissed that he changed his name because they really thought about that. Look what he named his kids are. Hezron Wolfgang Farrell. Yeah. Then there's Yobel Bernstein Farrell. Yeah. Then Isidore, the I-Z-Z-A-D-O-R-E, Isidore. Yeah. Uh, Bravo, Farrell. Man. The last time I talked to Perry Farrell was we were in Boston at uh, AAF, the only station that really rocks, and he was trying to promote his latest uh, music uh, festival. And he wanted everyone to camp all night long, which sounded awesome, and wait for the aliens. <laughs> and wait well, for the aliens. Well, because we'd make great pets, <laughs> right? You know, that's yeah. a that's yeah, a porno for Paro. Of course, right. we right. made great, great pets. pets. We yeah. made great pets. But uh, you know, no venue would allow him to you know <laughs> to, to have an all night music festival waiting for the aliens. I, I used to love talking to that guy. <laughs> oh, he's he, he's the epitome of colorful. Of course, he's colorful. All right, really fast. I think I could play like ten seconds of this. So this is Motorhead. It's uh, Lemmy's isolated vocals on Ace. Of spades and if you know. like to gamble, I tell you, I'm your man. You win some, lose some, it's all the same to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. the pleasure is the play, make no difference what you say. <laughs> I don't say you greed. The only god I need is the ace of spades. The ace of spades. And yeah. you put it to music, and all of a sudden it, it all makes it sense, works. right? It How works. amazing is that? I can't play anymore. They'll get pissed off on, on the old. That's Apple. amazing. Yeah, that's what they used to. That's, that's what they used to aggravate Paul McCartney about. Was every now and then somebody would isolate Linda's vocals, <laughs> all those years. Oh my god! And it was I it was equally yeah, people. That was a thing, right? Wasn't it? it? Yes, and and people didn't believe it was real. No, right? And I guarantee some engineer actually. Took her out of the mix, but was still recording her. Certainly, it was god awful. You, <laughs> you, you got to find it on YouTube. Uh, it's an old school thing. Wasn't it? Not uh, a, nah, nah, it was all several of them. There was that. It was, it was a bunch of them. Wings <laughs> when she was in Wings with yeah, them, and anytime oh, yeah. once he put her in the band, somebody. I oh, see. Yeah, I see, yeah it was, it was, oh yeah. no, yeah. People thought that it was other Oof. Beatles members that hated Paul and just found someone to do this to make fun. But yeah. then it turned out it was real. It was like a thing. It was you're real. Just bullied into. You're, no, I'm in the show. No, I'm in. I'm on keyboards and I'm in the show. Yeah. Turn my microphone on, goddammit. it! I'm an American. Well, any of the time the pushy woman, there's always funny in rock and roll. Yeah. When uh, I forgot, I think it was DC Benny told me a great show, and we've had him back when we were at Sirius and yeah. had money. Uh, <laughs> he was DC was owning for Colin Hay, right? From Minute Work. Oh, he was who we had yeah, on. Yeah, of we course. had him on doing. You know, he's he still tours. He's a great act. Go yeah. see, him. still really good act. Yeah. And Benny was with him somewhere, and I think they were down in the village. And uh, he's just him doing his regular Colin Hay stuff, and he tells great stories, and he sings from Minute Work. He sings his original stuff. It's an easy, cool little acoustic show, most of it. But at the end, when he gets to go the land from down under, uh, while he's singing it. This chick jumps out from behind the stage dressed up like some kind of jungle bird and some kind of big leotard with a headdress, very kind of Amazonian, a lot of feathers and stuff. And she's during the, 
you know, during that part of the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, bah, 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 bah. So she's she's dancing around, you know. And so Benny's opened, and he didn't have any other spots, so he stayed and watched the whole show. And this is the closer, you know. So at the end, they're getting paid in the back, and uh, Benny looks at Colin Hay and goes, "He goes, what's up with the." He goes, for a minute, I didn't know. I thought that was an audience member. That just, and he goes, no, it's my wife. She makes me do it. <laughs> he freely admitted. He folded immediately. She was a dancer, and she thought the song needed an interpretive dance. Oh, my God. So, yeah. His song. His, his, before he ever hit. knew her. Before. Right, his huge hit. <laughs> That probably bought him a mansion. We're talking about Down Under, the song yes. Down Under by Men at Work. She decided that it needed a little something. <laughs> but still, <laughs> dude sold out the show on his own, on his own merit. He's the reason that's Colin Hay. Didn't really right. He never went away. No, he's again. He's, See, uh, for us older people, Men at Work was like massive <coughs> in the eighties. And sure. then you, they had, uh, we thought they had two albums. Yes, Cargo and uh, Men right. at Work. And then, uh, and then they disappeared and retired or whatever. But it, it turns out that, especially Colin Hay, when Men at Work. He uh, never stopped, yes. Yeah, when Men at Work broke up, Colin Hay never stopped and, and has put out albums every two years since He's the He's a 80s. great singer-songwriter guy. And he came in and he had, like you said, he had great stories. He played like three or four songs for us. And his new stuff was awesome. Look up a song called Tumbling Down that me and Sherrod, uh, I want to say Carl was in, in studio that day, and we all did a sing-along. Oh, nice. Oh, I was, might have been. It, I was there one day with him, I know for sure. It was awesome, man. Absolutely awesome. No, but he's a talented dude. But make sure you check out Sessions, where they just break down a lot of songs that you know and love. And some songs you don't give a fuck about, but then after you listen to Sessions, you'll really get an appreciation for, for the artistry. Sure. I, oh, I did Don't Fear the Reaper, too. Did you do that one? No. Oh, no. With Buck Dharma? No, no, I did not. Who's the Who's the but actual I, singer of... Uh, oh, uh, I don't know that one. Oh, come on. I Blue Oyster Cult. Uh, they had a true lead vocalist. No, I know, I know. I and then Buck Dharma goes to band practice one day and goes, I don't know, I had this dream. And, right. and it was Don't Fear the Reaper. Right. The day before they were recording, he comes in with Don't Fear the Reaper. Like, I don't know, you guys might want to listen to this. It's something that came to me in a dream. And it becomes their biggest song. Sure. And, and he sang it. And he wasn't even officially the, the vocalist at the time. And he, I think he has the two uh, the uh, two biggest songs that Blue Oyster Cult ever did. Oh, I forgot the original. Uh, 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 Eric Bloom? Keep going. Yes, there you go. That is. I think that's it. All right. Eric, is it, that is. He's checking. Oh, you got it, too? So, yeah, two of them. So, Eric Bloom, Eric Bloom. Eric Bloom was the official singer of Blue Oyster Cult. And then Buck Dormer out of nowhere, comes wow. in with Don't Fear the Reaper. And he also did Burning for You, I believe. They're two biggest fucking hits. I still remember uh, Spade getting in trouble uh, during 35 years ago. when I, He's two years into comedy. I'm like three months. Yeah. And on open mic nights, he would go, uh, he, he had a... He had a, the the theme at Alex was I'm burning I'm burning a Jew. Oh my <laughs> <He was> God! <laughs> young like twenty one year old David Spade, <laughs> and he's like I don't think I should do it. And all the we're like do it. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> you, of gotta, you gotta do, just do it. You gotta do it. Come on. Wow, <laughs> that's <laughs> no, was, that whole cowbell thing ruined the song for. Oh, I agree. Cult. I, I, I mean, totally. It, it it completely mocks the song now, yeah. and, and that song is really deep. Yeah. What's the top five cowbell songs? <laughs> Time. Give us a call. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> the winner gets coupons at Chili's on Tuesday. Oh, two for God. one garlic fries. Oh, I don't miss doing that horse shit. Not at uh, all. So no, Will Ferrell was on The Tonight Show the other night, and he said that Christopher Walken, and he's seen him a couple times since then, and he comes up to him and says, that song ruined me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Deer Hunter, every wonderful Pulp Fiction. That's what Will uh, uh, Will Walken. Ferrell said. 
I, everything that he's done, they come up to him and say more cowbell. That's absolutely <laughs> so that's how like it works. The main go-to for that guy. That's how it fucking works, <laughs> right? Yeah, certainly. Fucking Christmas right around the corner. Oh god! Did you see the Santa story? Which one? The PC culture has gotten. Has oh, come. You saw it too. I saw it. Yeah. Santa shouldn't be a. You know, it shouldn't be a male. Shouldn't it? Shouldn't it be shouldn't gender have, specific. It, it shouldn't or, be gender uh, uh, specific. Yes. Yeah. You should explain to him about Black Santa. He probably does not know. What about Black Santa? At Macy's, they have. There's a Black Santa. But you have to know about it and ask for him specifically. Oh, we did that story. No. You know, did you not know this? this Wait is, a minute. This was on Channel Seven, the news. <laughs> this was on the local wow. news, ABC affiliate. So kids don't feel <laughs> left out. You could request a black Santa, but you got to do it. You have to know about it. It's like a secret. <laughs> okay, because he's in the back. Yeah, he's somewhere. He's not out in the front anywhere where you can just go over to that but part you gotta of go the store. No, the black Santa's unloading trucks. <laughs> and then oh, they go, Carl, put the suit on. Yeah. <laughs> right. Until right. he's needed. And you know oh he's not God. happy about it. God damn it. Tayshawn. Right, right. Get your ass. Poor guy probably didn't get paid any extra for it. He's like, God damn it. You know what, but how far do we go? Because, all right, I, I, I honestly get the black Santa thing. To a point, like okay, you know, sure. you, you your kid's uh, black, and you you want him to sit on a black Santa's lap. I I, I could see that, but now uh, not to be gender specific. Well, I mean, when I we think... grew up knowing that Santa had a fucking beard and a wife, Mrs. Claus. <laughs> so it's right, you know, right. but who is common, straightforward scenario? <laughs> but who is triggered because Santa's a male? Yeah, who's yeah. upset? I don't know. Right. I can't even begin to. And then I've learned that you can't even see Santa at the mall anymore unless you pay. No. They used to strong arm yeah. you with the buy the pictures yes, right, crap, but right, you would right. quickly get your camera out and hope you got a good picture sure. while they're taking their pictures. Certainly. So then, you know, they would make their money that way. But now I'm hearing you got to actually pay to have your kids sit no. with Santa. Wow. And that doesn't include the pictures. Santa's got a cover oh, charge. Not, and and they have a fast pass. Oh, no, no, they don't. They have a fast no, pass. this is not true. None of this is well, true. Well, because they want you to wander around the malls that are dying and, and buy something. <laughs> That's true. Okay, and then, I got you. And then I'm your fast pass. So whatever it is, like I guess, like if you go to Chili's and you get that thing when it's time to get seated, maybe they give you one of those. I don't know what they're wow. called. I wish Carl was here; he would tell us. Oh, um, and then that thing goes wow. off, and then you know it's your turn to sit with Santa. That is so, amazing, God Almighty! But gender yes. specific <laughs> is we're getting down to that. All right, I got to remember the story. It was just told to me. I, I got uh, we're we're doing some stuff in my house, and uh, she told a story about her son is going to college, but it, it didn't happen to her son. It happened to her son's friend. They have gender-neutral bathrooms. Okay. So the kid goes into a gender-neutral bathroom. So he thought. All right. Does his thing. Okay. He comes out, and there's a, a, a college student waiting for him, a girl. I guess you're not allowed to say a girl, but it was a girl. And she maced him. <laughs> because it was a female gender-neutral bathroom. Hmm. Yeah, we're really breaking this shit down. That's hilarious. So hmm. in this particular college, they have female gender neutral bathrooms, meaning if you identify as a female, you're allowed to use this bathroom. But no one else is allowed. If you identify yourself as a male, like us, you're not allowed to use the bathroom. Even though it says gender neutral. Yeah, but it's female gender neutral, I think. Wow, man. So she looked That's at like the honey dude. Honey Nut Cheerios, Tic Tac Pumpkin Ale. <laughs> right, yeah. So she she looked at the dude and profiled right away and said, there's no way this guy identifies as a female oh, no, a and you're in the wrong bathroom oh, my God, and maced the kid. Jesus yeah. Christ. Well, how does she know how that guy feels? 
What do you mean? Yeah, he might feel very female. That's no, why he well, walked in there. She don't know. Well, she of profiled course. Him. She's profiled him, right? Yeah, well, there's there's so much uh, wrong with that story, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. you're 100% right. You saw the uh, the protest at uh, the Yale Harbor. Well, this is, uh, I've recently, this is uh, this is about to go in my show. Because, uh, yes, and I Can don't want to. Can we get an exclusive? Well, it's, I mean, you know, it's not. Kathleen Madigan, the comedian extraordinaire, saw this and sent me a text because I have a giant chunk yeah. about college football from a million different angles. Sure. It's long, and it gets longer every year. Yeah. And she goes, did you see this? And I said, yes. And she goes, I hope you put in your act that this would have never happened in an SEC game because those protesters would have been murdered. <laughs> I, had a, I had a Raiders joke about the same thing. I said, try that at an Oakland Raiders game. Right. right yes. Yeah, no, snow plow right out of the way. <laughs> Stormtroopers, whatever. Oh, the game would Billy be, clubs and tear the gas. The game would be delayed for 10 right. seconds right. if it as happened at a Raiders game. As soon as the tear game. gas cloud clears up <laughs> right, 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 and we scrape right, these... Right. <laughs> I, tree I tweeted about it. I said this. I said, "Look, can I said, can you believe in climate change and also hate those people that yes. were that were stopping yeah, the Harvard Yale game?" Okay, good. Yeah, good. What, that was Madigan's point. Okay, good. I, we can believe in that all day long. Yeah, Hell yeah. But you know, but, but, but we could all agree, uh-huh. whether you agree on climate change or not, we could all agree that they're a bunch of assholes. Yes. Right. Now right. you want now sort of on this topic. Judd will tell you he saw this. On the, this is on the too sensitive. Everything's too sensitive, you know. To yeah. Everybody, oh. tell him about the town hall thing with uh, Shay. You told me on oh, the God, town hall. Well, 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 no, that, yeah, I can that do was, it if you don't remember. Well, I don't remember. Was her name like Shay? Her name was Shay, Shay but no, Diamond. no, no. You go, okay, really? I'll I'll hijack this from. Go you. ahead, go ahead. He uh, told me that we had a gig together about a month ago, and one of the debates were on. Yeah, and he'd seen it. The lady, they go to the lady in the audience, and they put her name up on the thing on CNN. Going to ask whoever candidate, whatever something, and S H E A. That's your name. And so whoever the CNN moderator goes, okay, Shay from Norcross, Georgia, what do you want to say to Elizabeth Warren or whatever? And she goes, first of all, it's Shia. <laughs> or like Shahi or something Shia. like that. Yeah. She said Shia. Shia. Okay, yeah. But there was no, which would be S-H-E apostrophe A, <laughs> but it's not. It's S-H-E-A. Right. Shea Stadium. Yeah. Well, I live in New York. I yes. can fucking read. Yes. <laughs> it's always been Shay. So she cuts her off and goes, first of all, it's Shia. And I just got to tell you before I ask my question, that when people mispronounce my name, I consider an act of violence against me personally. Violence. Oh violence. <laughs> violence. Violence. That's right. <laughs> right. An but, act uh, of violence. Another part to that is, is, is... Well, she, then put a fucking apostrophe in there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she was African-American and, uh, uh, you know, uh, self-professed transgender. But she was arguing with Don Lemon. Don Lemon is the one who messed up her name, the oh, CNN okay. moderator. So she went in on him, like, to hell with it. Doesn't matter. <laughs> you you, you mispronounced my name, and that's violence against me, and I don't appreciate it. My question is. Oh, <laughs> my God. Why do right. we have to deal with this shit? It's just oh, violence <laughs> against me. Personally. Don Lemon. Violence. Yeah. Right. Right. I, tell, we, I didn't tell you about New Orleans. No. Oh, man. It was wonderful. I did. I was there for a weekend. Wow. I think I joined a funk band. <laughs> I'm not sure. They're young. <laughs> but but you if know. you want to, you know, live through like a zombie uh, apocalypse, excuse me, yeah, you go to New Orleans for uh, Mardi Gras. The level of, of drunkenness down there is insane, and everyone is on the exact same level and can barely function and communicate by the end of the night. I got on the elevator, it stops, and a cop gets on. Yeah. Full on, He's it's a cop. It ain't security. He's a New Orleans police officer, and he's putting a dip in. And I go, well, I feel safe for these next three floors. <laughs> yeah. He started laughing. <laughs> and I didn't ask him what he was doing, but I'm like, I go, is this your beat out here? And he goes, yes, it is. I'm like, so you've walked Bourbon Street for how long? He goes, two years. 
I go, God damn, just in two years, there's got to be a me. He goes, oh, there's countless. Yeah. I go, hey, you know what, man? Stop. Let me tell you something. I'm like, fuck a fireman's calendar or a police calendar. How about find the guy at the at the Picayune that writes the crime beat, gather all your cop friends together. It's called Tales from Bourbon Street. All the money goes to any police charity that you wanted to. Yeah. I'm handing you gold right here in the lobby. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> he looks at me. He's like, that's that. a goddamn good idea, Vic. If, if no, he, he didn't was, say Vic, but he said that's yeah. a goddamn good idea. If he was putting dip in, you know, he was getting ready to, yeah. to, oh, he's, to, he's, to he's, crush in some skulls. He's ready to focus. I'm like, I was more focused yeah, on me. Was, right. Yes, he wasn't listening. I'm like, I'm handing you gold. He's like, yeah, yeah, another drunk fucker. Like, All right, have yeah. a good night. Yeah, just yeah, go see your, go join man. the funk man. Oh. Billy. <laughs> my favorite, you know, Baton Rouge, LSU is about an hour away. Yeah. Go down I-10 another. My favorite LSU story is years ago, we were, I mean, 20, 30 years ago, we're at an Auburn LSU game and carload of us. And my friend has, we're all hammered. And my friend has jumped the curb because it's all backed up and he realizes if he just jumps the curb and goes over this little patch of grass turns it the other way then it's clean and green down the other way yeah and uh we do it and then here comes a cop on a horse behind us because it gets so jammed down in there that they do have them and so he, we got pulled over in a car by a cop on a horse <laughs> he gets out <laughs> swear to god I'm, i was in the back seat <laughs> We're all shit faced. Why would you stop? <laughs> they got a principle you got to. Because you can't. We can't. No, you don't run from the police. No, I Maybe on foot. That. I'm not even on foot. I'm gonna. You I know. understand all that, but you can't let a horse pull you over. <laughs> but so, he, but no the dude, what. he's he's tall. He's giant. You know, we're in some little beat of like Mercury Bobcat, like right. five of us. <laughs> right. And he uh, he gets out and he comes over and he's like, "Come on!" And we're and we're like, "He goes, let me. I gotta give you the whole test. You want me to just give you a ticket?" For jumping the curb, and he's like, "Josh, sorry, we were just, just just jammed, and we saw it was clear that way." And he goes, "Somebody in there is drunk. I could get all y'all out of there." And my friend in the back pulls his driver's license out, who's sitting behind him, uh, the passenger of uh, the driver's seat, sticks his arm out the window, tells the cop, "He goes, just put this one on mine." <laughs> <laughs> and the cop even laughs. The cop, the cop he's like, "It's not a credit card, dumbass." He goes, "Now, everybody out of the car." That's it. Oh, that was it. That was the signal. That's what that's, he was going to let us go. Yeah. And then that happened. He goes, everybody. And then right when we were all kind of I fucking. I think you got to let everyone go because that's such a funny, unique line. Well, in perfect movie <laughs> right? timing, yeah. in perfect movie timing, well, he got like a. <laughs> his thing goes off and he looked at us and he goes, it's your lucky day. We were literally opening the doors to get out. His radio went off and he was oh, a lucky wow. day, fuckers. Don't stop jumping curves. I got, and he galloped off. <laughs> Some, somewhere else to something way more important than us. <laughs> Just put this on mine. That's I'll, a great line. It's <laughs> a great line. Think if you're a cop, you got to let them go. I always thought, like, you know, we all we all try when we get pulled over. And I feel like if you give the cop a, a chuckle or an original line like that, that they should let you go, right? I've always believed in that, but that's Yeah, because, not I mean, the cops have heard the same goddamn if you, if you can make them literally again, get a gut laugh. If you laugh come up with something original. After they've heard a million, I yeah, agree. A million percent. Come on. A million percent. A million come percent. On. Exactly. <laughs> come on. <laughs> What's your story about, then you have the, uh, did the cops come when y'all hit the cow? He had a cow. He's got a. Oh, well, no, they didn't come. That was how we got away with everything. Oh, okay. Wait, what happened? No, that was uh, that was in high school. Uh, <laughs> my, uh, we used to, small town, South Texas. We used to sneak out our parents' cars before we were 16 and drive all over town and pick up beer and, like, do whatever. So we go, me and this good friend of mine, he comes over, and then we, I take my parents' car out to his cousin's place out in the country. He's got a, his mom's with this guy, and the, uh, it's like they're 
it's like a stepdad and he's a shitty person and you know just you need to get him out and, you know <laughs> yeah, all bad relationship you know yeah. like I gotta go get terrible, Ricky you know <laughs> right <laughs> right so uh, so we go over there that's one and, of those <laughs> we drive we drive out there and I've got my parents like junker Pontiac right and so we get over there to pick him up it was a brand new blue Camaro in the driveway like when they became sleek like the new like modern sleek like the first time they became sure there, yeah and it just glowed. And I'm just like, oh, shit. So we go to pick up his cousin. And I was like, hey, dude, whose car is that? And he's like, oh, that's my stepdad's, blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, let's sit in it. Like, you know, where are the keys? Like, where's we can get in? He's like, no, we can't. just well, we'll sit in it. So we go to sit in it. Oh, I started the fucker up. I'm like, all right, we're going to take this car out. Actually, we pushed it down the driveway. In neutral. To, in neutral, right, down to the <laughs> stop sign. And the guy's, like, freaking out and shit. And I started up. I was like, fuck it, we'll just take it down and back. And then, we, you know, no problem. So it's a, like a two-lane highway that was like the old highway, and it's a little like this, and I just open the fucker up. I'm like, I don't care. I think I was 14, something like Jesus. that. So I just open it up, and we're going, and, and me and my buddy are in the front, and his cousin's in the back, and we topped a little thing like that, and there's a fucking cow perpendicular to the road right there, broadside, <laughs> broadside. There's no, like, when you grow up in kind of the country, you know, you don't want to totally hit the brakes when a, because it takes your car down and the animal will roll up and fuck it up even worse. Right. You want to try to steer, but you want to, you know, just lighten the impact, but not go down. But you got to take that fucker out. There is was what you're like, saying. No. yeah, but you can't hit the brake. You got to swerve, yeah, swerve, right, right, right. swerve and hit better than stop and hit. Because he's going to roll right over it. you. Well, you it know? goes through the windshield. A lot yeah, of people get killed that's that way. That's what I'm saying. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, break yeah. hard like that or roll up. A lot of people have died uh, hitting deer that way. Absolutely. They come right through the windshield. Yeah. But there was no time to even think by the time he hit. And I barely let off the gas and I hit this fucker. At least 80 plus, something like that. 80 miles an hour? You hit a cow? Brought straight, brought in between his legs straight because he was perpendicular in the road yeah hits the car rolls up smashes the windshield there's blood but it turns out it was none of ours fuck it rolls off falls we kind of you know i'm like kind of go into the ditch sideways and it goes it kind of goes in yeah nose first so we're like fucking pitch black pitch black and we're like fucking what's going on (laughs) like this and it's just like you know (laughs) so and i'm thinking i know i'm okay and i know okay you know we're like we're okay we're freaking out because we're you know we're fucking kids and we just fucked it up bad so um we get out and uh i'm like okay everyone's all right well the fucking cow was not dead yet and it's just like, oh, it's suffering. Fucking, I, you know, I felt bad. I felt bad. And then my buddy's cousin, who's mean like. Mean stepdad's was like, Camaro. Yeah. I mean, the cow's like half in the other ditch on the other side. <laughs> like, he was having a problem. So, he was having a problem. He was. And so my buddy's cousin is crying. He just knows he's dead because of his, like, you know, stepdad and all this shit. It was shit. a dick like, to begin with. I've probably been beating yeah. him already. Yeah, yeah. Probably been beating him Like, you know, what the fuck are we going to do? You know, all this. There was a fucking uh, garden hose, and like his, his his stepdad and his mom went to like Lowe's or something and got a bunch of gardening shit. And so uh, they had like a couple pallets of plants, like in the back, as the trunk popped up in the back, and the whole thing, and like a couple of like shovels and whatever. And uh, they had a, a water hose. And I'm just like, we're free. What are we gonna do? Fuck. We're I was like, we can just run and fucking just take off. Oh, he said blah 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 blah. And at 14, I decided no. We're going to use that hose, and we're going to put gas on this car and burn this motherfucker to the ground. Oh, my God. This is what we're going to do. Barbecue. Fucking, I'm like, here. Who wants flank steak? And his cousin's crying still, like, no, fucking. This is like a The cow's still making noise. The cow's still not dead. Mm. 
It's a whole fucking. But this is like desolate road out in the country. Like it's just us out there. No, no right? one's around. No, no one has around. noticed anything. We were, yet. We were probably we were probably two miles from his mom's house, like where we picked him up. <laughs> so sure enough, right? And we fucking we had cigarettes and shit, you know, and put had a lighter and put the fucking hose, pumped it, got it going, doused the inside of the car with the gasoline, and then just fucking. <laughs> let it go and i was like listen to, i was like we're gonna go and we cut through a field i was like look we're going back go inside and go to sleep uh here's the key we took the keys like put the keys back you don't know shit he wakes up in the morning his you know keys are there where's my car some fuckers hop stole know. it or something, right? right? So I'm like, you don't know Sorry, shit. You don't know shit. Like that, that, that's it. That's all it is. I would not be able to fucking act that out. All he, all he had to do was just not know anything. And right. I didn't, we didn't know that he would do it. But right. we also didn't know, like, well, see, and also, like, my dad was county judge in the town over, right? So if I'm getting caught with this, this is going to be like in the fucking paper. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's a you know, small town shit. And so I'm like, dude, look, don't just, you don't know anything. So we come... The father wakes up. We go home. I get the car. We go home. We're like, tell him, okay, fine. We go. I go back home. He gets his parents' car and goes home. Right. Don't even think about it. Right. Turns out because we don't have like communication with him all the time. It turns out that the guy got up. The stepfather got up. Went out there. You know, sees his keys there. Cars. What the fuck? What the fuck? Doesn't know what. Figure somebody stole it. Like that was what it was. Right. So the kid never said anything at all. But the stepfather, who was violent, was like really crazy. Fucking smacked the mom. Smack the kid, and they—he'd been doing that shit before. Just because you know? he's mad, not because yeah, he yeah. was in on right. it. Right, he's just that fucking guy or whatever. Ultimately, we never got caught. But two things: one, after that incident, that led to that uh, his mom separating from that guy. Yeah. So he, she finally got away from him, and then I found out even later that the guy went to jail for like twenty-five to life for some shit. Way after that, for some reason, wow. right? Wow. So, Smackdown because he was mad. Yeah. Right. Triggered because so, he was so mad, he got triggered, and that then was the, one of the, and the mom realized it's a bad dude. To go. That's so it. in a way, you uh, destroying right. that cow and burning <laughs> the right. car but probably the saved kid, that kid's life. But the kid that's held. That's great story. He held. He still, yeah, he didn't. I'm cave. fourteen. He was like twelve or thirteen, like young. <laughs> he had he to sit fucking on it. held and never said anything, just played dumb, you know, because the keys were back in the dish, like right. when it, you know, whatever. Years later, I said something to my dad about this. And told him what happened, right? And you know, like, I was really. I didn't. You told me. Oh no, no, no. Just like I was. This was maybe ten years ago, All something right. like that. Well, where that happened was just one county over, which is like twenty-five miles, something like that. So I told my dad what happened, like that, and he goes, "You know what? I remember that story because it was in the paper. Like, there's a burned-out Camaro on a country road with a <laughs> dead, dead cow <laughs> in the ditch, and it kind of stood out for news." <laughs> At that time, you know, right. but I didn't know about it. What kind of alien like, shit's going on? There was on. no yeah, chupacabra. You know, right, right. So ultimately, right. So the, somebody stole the Camaro and crashed it into a cow, and that was it. Yeah. Oh so it worked my out. My God, what a great story! Man. Fucking nailed that cow, dude. He rolled up over that thing. Yeah. Chuck, we were all crying at one point. Judge comes on oh, yeah. strong right at the end of the podcast. <laughs> oh, Holy fuck, shit, man. is that a good story? <laughs> well, I, I well, learned I mean, not to do that i tried one or two because i got away with the first wait two. you t- you t- you you no i mean i just what he's saying later but i mean late, much later yes. on you're oh, telling your mom the real the past story 10 years and she still gets mad in the past 10 years or so i got away like the first one i she liked it and understood and was cool about it and, and the second one yeah and then it got to the third one and then she didn't like the third one because we were making fake ids and selling them right and i don't remember what the first 
two stories were, but they were equally as harmless. What's what's wrong with making fake IDs you, you and, know, and selling them? We all we all were in search of the fake ID because we, we were doing up. it at school and right. you know we were then like we it all came to a head years later when one of my friends who uh, the girl who was one of the facilitators in this just happened to have her still in her purse a million years later and went home for the high school football game and got a little too tipsy and the principal the assistant principal whose office he was so stupid we ran it all through his office and he was two rows in front of her at the high school football game and they got liquored and he turned around and goes that's why you're just useless that's why you're my secretary and she goes oh really this is why i was your secretary and pulls out the fake id and shows it to him hands it down to him two rows <laughs> i was your secretary because we ran an illegal id making operation out of your office <laughs> for two years dumbass <laughs> that's why so i was your secretary and so that's part. Of, that's the story where my. That's the part of the story where my mom went. Now you didn't have to be because she likes the guy. Wow. So all the only all she took about it, you didn't have to be mean to Mr. O'Shields. Yeah. Why were you mean to Mr. O'Shields? Well, Mr. O'Shields was a bus driver and he was a dick and. Right. So fuck Mr. O'Shields. All right. I, I got one and then we could end the podcast. <laughs> okay. I, I had a I had a moral dilemma in high school. So the let's just say the gym teacher. Okay. Okay. And because I was an athlete and a bunch of us were athletes, we hung out with the gym teacher, you know, a lot and got to use his office whenever we wanted. Sure. One day we're fishing around his office and there's a cork board. And I don't know, I don't know what made us do it, but we, we moved the cork board and there was a hole Uh-oh. that went right in. <gasps> oh, no. Right into the girls' locker porkies. room. Porkies. Porkies. 100% porkies. And I know people listening to this right now is like, you're, you're just telling a porky story. No, no. this is the God's oh, honest the, truth. Those things work their way into scripts for a reason. Go and ahead. Then we're like, and then we're like, holy shit, Blah Blah's a creep. He's a fucking creep. <laughs> it was cool, right? But then we're like, but what do we oh do? <laughs> because now we get the office. Like, he goes home, like, all right, guys, lock up when you're done, you know? And we'd be shooting hoops in the in the gym, and we would have to, like, you know, take care of the equipment. And then, you know, our job, and the school was in on this. Like, you know, we were allowed to do all this. And you just lock the door, and you go home. As soon as he left, and it's later in the day, kind of like now, like late afternoon, we have the, the office to ourselves, and, and let's just put it, the team practices are ending, and we're like, holy, and we would take turns looking in the oh, hole sure. and, and looking at all the girls that we're in school with uh, naked. Uh, and all these years later, I, I got kind of a moral dilemma about it, it that I didn't you, fucking say anything. I know. Well, but know. it's hard because the you teenage, got, you can't, the adult you got mind, the hormones going, well, and you're sure. like, am I going to shut you this off? No, you're. I how, can't shut this how off. How old you're now? You're what, 62? I'm, <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm 70. You're 62. <laughs> So it's hard to process the teenage Greg Hughes mind. That's not That's fair. how I got to look at yeah, it. I guess so. Yeah, you know, because. That's what they were trying with Oh, my God. My teenage anyway. mind is completely different than <laughs> but, my, you know, my, my yeah, current mind. But but we were like, <laughs> what What do we do? And then and then uh, you felt guilty. You were looking, but it was such a major turn on. And then you're like, but that means the coach is a, a creep. Yeah, and no, I know. I wonder Holy. if. Now, we graduated and got out of there. I wonder if, uh, I wonder if it continued after us. I wonder if he ever got caught. I wonder if he finally said, you know what, fuck it, I can't take any more chances, and, it, and he covered up the hole. But it was clear as day that this hole was made. Oh, uh, Vic, this was fun, man, in your backyard like this. It's nice, isn't it? Uh, it's a beautiful night here in New York City. This, you could actually see stars in New York City. Absolutely. That's right. Got a few stars up in the sky as uh, the sun has gone down. All right, I think we uh, should wrap this fucking uh, podcast. Wrap up. it up, Joey. Wrap it up, Joey. Uh, <laughs> yes, Judge. I did want to say something. If you don't <laughs> yeah. mind. Um, really? 
Well, only because <laughs> only only because uh, every once in a while I look at like the Facebook group for the OP podcast and all yeah. this, and some people were, you know, enough with the Carl memorials and oh, all yeah, this stuff yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Like you no, two you, guys, we did it right. Yeah. Well, this is the point. Like you two guys were closer to him than I was, you know. But I had a ton of fun nights with him, you know. Me, him, and Vic would hang out and all this. Uh, I can't imagine going through all of those. One memorial after another. I mean, for somebody that close. Yeah. But you did a great service for him. Thank you. And the people that care, because those are just great quality, authentic. Yeah. People are saying the real thing about him, and fuck all that shit. And you even put something about, like, you're not sure which direction the podcast is going to go. Yeah. Just fucking keep doing it, dude. Yeah, that's... Like, well, we that's just did it. it here. Well, that's what and I'm it was, saying. It was so know? much fun. But don't, you know... Well, I mean, a couple things about Toronto that. Toronto was so. down to come over today, yeah. too, but then you had... This was a limbo yeah, sort of fly a, by this, But he was in. We, we couldn't get well, it together. But. Yeah, we'll get Sherrod next time. But uh, a couple things about that. Anybody that's saying enough with the Carl thing... No. Fuck those guys. They didn't give a... They, how they, they didn't give a shit about Carl. No one gets to tell somebody else how to Secondly, people are Terrible, Do you, you know, really yeah. think I wanted and Vic wanted to go yeah, through no like shit. 10 or 12? Exactly. I did exactly. 10 or 12 episodes uh. in New York, Brooklyn. Yeah. Uh, but the bigger point is you California. did a great service to him and anybody who cared about him because that is some great stuff. Thank man. you. Well, everyone I mean, wanted to you know tell the story and, and reach out about what Carl meant to him. In, in their lives, and I want to just get as much down on tape as possible for for his mom, his brother, yes, his family. Absolutely. And trust me, if it was up to me, I would have said fuck that, and I would have disappeared for a month or two, and then I would just be resurfacing now. Yeah, I, right. I didn't. I didn't want. Understandably, to, sure. I wanted to do some of it, but then it was like fuck. I felt like trapped. I'm like, I gotta. I just gotta play this out all the way to Pig Beach, which uh, you know finally I, was I, the, I told, was the I last told. one. And and even though we did, I think something like ten episodes that uh, were all about Carl. And remembering him, that only scratched the surface. I'm right. still hearing from people like, oh, man, shit, I wish yeah. I could have told my story on the podcast. Yeah, so, yeah, but yeah. thank you, Joe. That that means a lot. Yeah, actually, man, good stuff. I really appreciate it. All right, the helicopter. I, it's, it's been, been sirens all day. It's been sirens and helicopters. The, the spotlight all day. is directly oh, the spotlight on. Spotlight is on, on though. They're looking for somebody. That's right. They're Running through at, the park. They're looking for the baby pigeon killer. Me. <laughs> Me. I'm right here. I'm right here. I mean, I like straight pigeons. on us. Yeah. <laughs> Wave at him. <laughs> We're out.